0: Yeah, if you're trying to make tip you have to start thinking like a business person. And and I and I do think like if there's anyone listening that's like how is it creative? Like try to change your mindset and think of it like that. And be like, okay, well how can I like I'm, you know, another part of my business is the the education side. And I was just trying to make like this, you know, sales funnel and I drew it out like like this like web you know and I was like color coding it and like it was all exciting I felt like I was a you know in college like writing notes again in school and it was I loved it it was a creative process for me and then I put it in motion and then you see the results and you're like oh I did that I made that happen and so it is it is creative you just have to get out of that like get out of that starving artist mentality like we can all be successful you know you got to let that go.
1: Another conversation that was recorded at WPPI. Elena S. Blair is an award-winning lifestyle, family, and newborn photographer. She's also an educator, sharing all of the knowledge she's gained over her 10-year career, showing others how they can pursue their dreams of being a photographer while building a profitable and meaningful business. Elena brought up this point during our conversation that really struck a chord with me. This idea that work-life balance is a unicorn and doesn't actually exist. That what we should be focusing on achieving is harmony. It was one of those game-changer moments for me. So what initially drew you into photography?
0: Uh, That's such a good question. Um, I am absolutely and unapologetically a mom with a camera. I uh, probably, you know, if I looked back, I always liked taking pictures, but when my son was born, he is now 12 and a half, um, he was really intense, and I felt very isolated. I, turns out, staying home with a baby was not gonna be enough for me. It made me feel kind of like I was losing myself a little bit, and um, I picked up just this little point and shoot that we had, and I was taking pictures of him, and I realized that I was able to capture his intensity, like his personality with that camera, and I became obsessed with that. So it was always moment driven for me, always, you know, feeling driven. Um, and that was how it started. Mm. And that obsession, you know, just kept growing and wanted to get better at photography, kind of went from there, started dabbling in business. Yeah.
1: So then when did it transition from I guess kind of a hobby to being more of a business in your career?
0: Yeah. Uh, So I was a nurse at the time. Um, I was a a newborn intensive care nurse and uh, not making enough money to feel like we could live well in Seattle. Seattle's really expensive. Mm -hmm. My ex-husband was a school administrator and I wanted more gear, <laughs> to be completely honest. I was at this point where I was like, I would really like to get a better camera, but you know, dropping $3,000 on a camera doesn't make sense. And, I'm, and people were starting to notice my work. I was blo- had a mom blog, was um, starting to share on Facebook. And um, people were saying, hey, can you take pictures of our family? Like You're getting really good at this. And, and in my mind, I was thinking, wait a minute, maybe I could charge for this like not enough, you know, as many of us start, I was charging pennies at the beginning, but I was thinking, okay, well I can just make a little bit of money on the side and buy the gear that I want. And then slowly, but surely realized, Oh, I actually love marketing. Like this is really fun. Sharing my work and seeing results is super fun. And so then I just became mm-hmm. obsessed with the marketing and business side of it too. And here I am.
1: What is it about the marketing component that really resonates with you?
0: You know, I, I, I think that I really like to learn a method, try it and see it work. It's like really satisfying. But I also think that what I like about marketing the most is the communication and or the connection that you get with that kind of communication. So my kind of my style of marketing, content marketing is about, you know, serving my audience with content that is going to help them mm-hmm. somehow. So if I post a picture of a newborn and I can talk about how hard it is to have a newborn and how difficult it is to be a postpartum mom and like just kind of talk about that my ideal client struggles and then see them respond even if they never book me that is so rewarding for me to connect with people like that so my marketing is actually like really connection based mm-hmm. and then of course you do eventually book clients because of that so I like it it just it's feedback you know it's like really positive feedback
1: and like what sense. what brought you into that kind of approach to it?
0: Well, um, that was naturally what I was doing anyway. I was blogging at the time. So sharing is something that, um, you know, I feel like I'm good at it because I want others to feel less alone. And that's because I want to feel less alone. I mean, life can feel lonely. Uh, And so that was always what I was doing. And then when I started to learn about marketing, which The truth of the matter is, is that no matter what we're marketing, even like giant companies, we're all doing the same thing. We're all Mm -hmm. trying to solve a problem with a really important, you know, heartfelt message that somebody's going to connect to. Um, And I realized, oh, there's actually a method to this. And when I got, then I got more strategic about it. So kind of felt, it felt natural to me to to market that way, though.
1: And was there like a specific moment where you realized that this is what you could be doing for a living?
0: Yeah, I. It was, um, I don't know if there was a specific moment, but it was a time. Mm-hmm. Uh, I had, so had many children, I have three. And after I had my third, it was sort of like something has to give. I'm working, you know, I was at the time I was working 24 hours a week as a nurse, plus getting really busy with photography. And, um, I was kind of like, okay, if I can make as much money as I make as a nurse, as a photographer this year, I can do this full time. Mm-hmm. And I, uh worked my ass off that year and, and I was able to do it mm-hmm. and that was when it that's when I transitioned entirely and I just I feel like I just the, I mean if you it wasn't a moment but it was more of a time where it was like something's got to give mm-hmm. and turns out you can actually become successful as a creative entrepreneur which I didn't grow up with that being a possibility like being a photographer seemed like a pie in the sky <laughs> well, but
1: then what did you like what was the mentality that you grew up with
0: um, I come from a highly educated family. Actually, my parents aren't. My parents don't have college degrees. But because of that, it was very important to them for us, too. Mm-hmm. There's six of us. And um, we got doctors, lawyers, journalists, like pretty highly educated. Ph.D. One of them has a Ph.D., one of my sisters. And so that was when I started to explore this photography thing, um, I was afraid to talk about it because i was like well this can't really be serious right like this is what you do for fun or nobody's an actual artist like who you know no one actually makes money doing this it, creativity was definitely not celebrated in my house mm-hmm. and i i don't mean that from a place of attacking my parents i have amazing parents but no no creativity was a hobby so it was a mindset shift shift that i feel like i still have to, can fall back into and have to re- remind myself that what i'm doing is actually valid because you know it's hard to get that programming out of your head
1: yeah. i think like ultimately like parents just want what's like what they think is best yeah of course for their kids and mm. yeah the arts can be a little bit risky um yeah. but i'm like i'm interested to in hearing about also i like hate this word but i'm gonna use it anyways but like how do you find the balance between like being a mother to three kids and also like a creative entrepreneur and like yeah. an artist and Finding the space in it.
0: Yeah, so I think balance is a unicorn. <laughs> I don't think it exists. I don't okay. think that you can. That I and I did used to like desperately seek it. You know, I felt like I wanted to be 100% a good mom, 100% a good business person, 100% a good creative, 100% a good friend, and that's not possible. Um, and a really good friend of mine told me once, and he's a very talented entrepreneur. And he said, Elena, it's not about balance. It's about harmony. Mm. And you need to just be all in with what you're doing. So when you're working, feel good about it and do it well and love what you're doing. And then when you go to your kids, you're going to be, your cup is full and you can give it to them and you're going to then be all in with them and be a great mom and feel good about it. And then when you have to go back to being You know, working like don't look for balance, just know that if you're happy in all areas, you're gonna feel harmony. And it's okay when you're creative, I think, particularly like our work is personal, so our businesses are like our babies, you know. So, and everything happens in my house, so like I don't have a fancy studio or anything, I'm running like a multiple six figure business in my dining room, and um, I just Feel like that's also I try to I try to believe that it is, and who knows, we'll find out in there when my kids are in therapy when they're in their 20s. But I feel like for them to see their mom supporting them with something creative, like I actually feel really proud of that, and I'm glad that they see me working sometimes, and I can say to them, they were off school last week. And I say, like, hey, guys, like, I need four hours. Go, to, go do your thing, and then we're going to go to something awesome. Like, we'll go, you know, we went to visit a friend that lived out in the country and, like, you know, got to go on a little hike or whatever. Like, I try to, you know, let them in on
1: the process a little bit. <laughs> cool. And also, yeah, I really like that advice around harmony. Like, um, like, Sarah Monica was, like, also, like, ripping on that idea recently. And, yeah, like, I think it's... There's a truth to it and just, like, regardless of what you're doing is, like, being fully present in it. So, like, when great? you're running the business and taking the pictures, like, you're there. And then when you're with your kids, you're there. Because, like, I don't know. Like, I often think that, yeah, like, people try to strive for this balance. And, like, maybe they're spending time with their family, but they're, like, on their phone, like, doing... Yeah totally or
0: their mind is somewhere else and i think that there's you know there's seasons where and i don't mean like actual seasons i mean like seasons of your life i feel like that's kind of how our life Mm -hmm. is right and there's seasons of your life where you're going to be more focused on your business. Like if you're about to launch something new, or you're, you know, learning a new skill. Or right now, I call this conference season. I'm traveling a lot right now, and um, I just have to know that like this is just this season. And then this springtime really slows down at home. I really focus in on my kids again. I can be really present with them. And then it, you know, summer starts to swing up, and then fall. Mommy's busy again. I got eight shoots a week. You know, mm-hmm. we're going. And then I take all of December off, and I focus mm-hmm. on them. I just try to really like understand that there is that push and pull and that's just how it's going to be so
1: and how does being a mother affect your work like creatively oh
0: yeah well it is why i started (laughs) and it's probably why i focus on families and newborns you know i i know how fleeting it is um and i when i'm there capturing humanity basically families are just like the most the purest form of humanity you know I feel like i'm thinking about what i would want to remember when i uh, from my children's lives and childhoods and then and when you're in you know i'm a lifestyle photographer so i'm only with them for an hour and but you can feel their dynamic and you can make that and you can capture that and like translate that with your lens it's pretty cool and so that all comes from me being a mother you know that's that's a huge motivation for me for sure. And being, I mean, for me, making it means I can support my kids and give them not the things that they want, but the experiences that they want and deserve.
1: So yeah like, so, like all what, intertwined. What is your definition of success? And like, what is it that you're striving towards?
0: I want, I think for me, you know, success is, um, feeling fulfilled in my work. Like I really check myself if I'm like, whoa, I'm feeling burnt out or uninspired right now. Like I'm so over myself. What, what do I need to do to, to change that? Because, this is the best job in the world and I get to be my own boss and I need to be really good to myself. So feeling fulfilled is makes me feel successful, whatever that, that can change a little bit. But, um, but it's also, you know, getting to a place of freedom where I feel like I don't have to be restricted in the decisions that I'm making about the exper- experiences that I'm going to provide for my ch- children and myself based on money. So mm-hmm. I don't, it's not a mon- like a particular number, you know, it's not monetary in that way, but I want to have that freedom for them I like we travel a lot me and the kiddos we they're um, very artistic too which is great and I, I want them to be able to do all of the things that they want to do that actually end up costing a lot of money you yeah. know like being in plays and all that stuff that they do and so
1: do you find that they're like get inspired by you like are any of them taking pictures or <laughs>
0: no no one's a photographer okay. um, but they're all very musical which is not me um, and they're all very artistic in their own way like one my son's a really good sketch artist he does it all the time Um, My middle child is, like, really into fashion design and spatial design. It's so funny. She's nine years old, and she'll, like, design these little spaces, like, in boxes, like, little dioramas. The little one's five. She's still, she's very musical, too, but she's still finding her way. Um, I, I hope so. I hope that they are. I think that it's the message that I try to send at home is, like, creativity is valued here. You can, and I do say things like, isn't it cool? Like, hey, guys, I get to support us being a photographer. You can do that too if you want to, you know, whatever, not be a photographer, but you can like do something you love and make a living out of it. So I love that. I love showing them that.
1: Yeah. I think that's incredible. Um, But like, where's that balance between like art and business?
0: I actually think that business is very creative. Um, I think that any... Entrepreneur, and, and I, that would be the probably the definition. I think if you're in like a you know corporate business, that's different. But if you're making your own business, it's a it's very creative. Like deciding how you're gonna what you know what platforms are you gonna use to market yourself, and how are you gonna make that content, and how are you gonna work with others to do it, and how are you gonna collaborate, and it's a very it's a very creative process. It actually f- sort of feels just as creative to me. So, and I do know that some people like that are creatives feel like they're not like business like doesn't come easy to them but I think if they thought of it like that like for me it feels like a creative process
1: like there's something about it and I think it just kind of like works the creativity in a different way and I kind of get frustrated at like the artists that are like oh I can't be bought bought bo-
0: bothered <laughs> yeah <laughs>
1: with um like establishing the systems or like the foundations that I need to be successful like like in a business sense and I, I don't think there's anything wrong with, like, making art for the yeah. sake of making art. But, yeah, if you're trying to make a career out of it. Yeah. If you're
0: um. trying to make t- – you have to start thinking like a business person. And, and, I, and I do think, like, if there's anyone listening that's, like, how is it creative? Like, try to change your mindset and think of it like that. And be like, okay, well, how can I – like, I'm – you know, another part of my business is the, the education mm-hmm. side. And I was just trying to make, like, this, you know – sales funnel and i drew it out like like this like web you know and i was like color coding it and like it was all exciting i felt like i was a you know in in college like writing notes again in in school and i was i loved it it was a creative process for me and then i put it in motion and then you see the results and you're like oh i did that i made that happen and so it is it is creative you just have to get out of that like get out of that starving artist mentality like we can all be successful you know you got to let that go
1: yeah it's like such a Such a trap. Um, Totally. But, yeah, like, I love that aspect of it. Like, just taking an idea and turning it into reality and, yeah, putting it into motion. And, like, really, like, running a business is just problem solving, which I think is very much creative. But in terms of, like, the education stuff that you're, like, getting into now, like, what drew you into that?
0: Yeah. So, it actually... I I would... I think that this is a, kind of what I said before. I mean, we, we've been talking about so many things, but I feel like it's sort of a similar thing where I get, I feel like I'm able to make an impact. So the person that I was 10 years ago needed me now, you know, and and in 10 years, I'm going to need me again. You know, we're all growing all the time, a different version of myself. And so what, I, what I'm doing is the people that I'm educating are primarily moms who have this little voice in their head that are like, hey, there might be something more for me. Or like, this is mine. I am a photographer. I'm, I'm getting really good at it. Maybe I can make a little money with it. Or like, maybe I should, maybe I want to actually take pictures of other people that aren't my children. Mm-hmm. And there is the self doubt of that person that was me 10 years ago is insane because you're like, well, I have no. Education on this, no formal education. I maybe don't have the support of my spouse. My family's not going to support me, need, it, which is probably all a lie, but that's what you're thinking. And so my education platform is really based on empowering those people, and I do have dudes, I do have my guys, mm-hmm. but it's a lot of women, those women primarily, that to like do this for themselves. And, you know, I recently had a separation and, or a divorce that made it so that I was the primary or the only breadwinner when it happened he also lost his job and um at that time i was like oh my god if i were a nurse right now living in seattle on one income we'd be in a lot of trouble financially like we literally couldn't have done it and i am so glad that i took this seriously and that was just like kind of luck you know like thank god you took this seriously elena because it turns out you needed it so that's a big part of my messaging now too and like you should be able to take care of yourself and go do it if you want to. Like, that's okay. And it's been, it's kind of cool to see these women yeah. like come out. So and it's rewarding.
1: And what do you tell them to kind of give them the push so that they do take the jump and get into it?
0: So, I mean, a lot of my education is um, giving them the tools to work with families, work with newborns in a way that is true to them as artists, not in, you know, like I really try to help people find their own artistic vision. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm pretty forward if you read any of my messaging in, on Instagram or on my blog or in my, my, we have a really active Facebook group. You know, I'm pretty, pretty forward about it. I'll say, like, don't let your kids be a reason for you not getting what you want out of life, for not finding the success that you want. It doesn't need to be an excuse. Where that probably offends some people, and those people probably leave my community, which is fine because I'm not for them, you know. But I'm pretty honest with them. I'm like, you can do this, even with kids at home. You, you can. And like, or you should actually, because if there's, what I tell my people is I'm like, if you have the calling, like if something inside you is saying, create, do this, make a business, then guess what? You should do it. Like that, trust your instinct. Like that means that there's a place for you here and we're waiting for you. Like there's plenty of room for everybody. So I'm just pretty forward about it. I just tell them to do it. (laughs) But I give them the tools too. So I teach them about marketing and I teach them about, you know, social media marketing and to the nitty-gritty of yeah. actually how to run a business.
1: But. Instead of just, like, pushing them out of the nest and be like,
0: fly! Yeah, exactly. <laughs> then I'm like, okay, so now how are we going to, here's a pricing guide, here's your, yeah, We t- uh, we I give them all those things. But so. I
1: really, like, an aspect that's resonating there for yeah. me is, like, telling them to do it, like, like even, like, with the kids and, like, not allowing the kids yeah. to have, like, be an excuse. I don't know. Like it just makes me think about my mom, and I think she was always like really good at carving out like the space for herself, and like allowing herself to be like her own person, and like how that had a positive like influence on like me and my brothers. And I don't know. It's I think cool. I love hearing that. It.
0: I love hearing that. I always say, you know, <clears throat> self care for women is like an act of rebellion because we're supposed to care for everybody and, and we do mo- we want to as mothers you want to care for your, your kids like that is your job and you should do it but it's okay to do something for yourself too and I and if you're in a career that you love like you're going to be a better parent
1: yeah <laughs> well yeah like if you're in a career that you love and I think also mm-hmm. just like carving out the space like for the yeah. self-care and I don't think this just
0: absolutely. applies
1: to mothers but just people
0: absolutely Like in general
1: right because if you're too or you're like giving too too much of yourself away and i think like mothers really like fall into that then like at a certain point you get burnt out and you're not able to do any of it and like Absolutely. be that person that people i guess need you yep. to be
0: for sure um,
1: Absolutely. so bringing it back to the self-doubt that you mentioned does that still occasionally creep in for you
0: oh my gosh all the time, <laughs> self doubt is like your unwanted, vis- you know, visitor that visits all the time, for sure. I think that actually just so you know, as a photographer, I feel I feel confident there now. It's been eleven years. I have a pretty, you know, s- s- a solid system where I get to I book my calendar out lots in advance, so I feel really good about that. But now in the educator space, I'm like a small fish in a big pond, right? And I mean, just a few nights ago, I was like up in the middle of the night, like, maybe you should go start job searching. This is never going to work. Like it, it just it's silly, you know, and it, <laughs> out of nowhere it came in and I had to be like, I'm in this mastermind right now. And my coach was like, let's talk about the things that are working and let's just make a list. And she's like, so it looks like you're actually doing it. So why are you afraid? And I'm like, I don't know. You know, you just do, you just deal with it. So I think that the way that I get through that is having a community. Mm-hmm. Like, go get a community if you don't have one. And it can be online first and then meet those people in person. But I have some incredible friends in the industry that can just really pull me out of those dark places that I go to, that we all do. Yeah. That's just normal. That's normal human behavior.
1: So, is that how you deal with it? Is, like, when you're slipping into that zone, like, do you really lean on to your community for the support?
0: Absolutely. Yeah, I absolutely do. I will... um I mean, I try to do other self-care things too. I try to be, stay on a meditation practice and I try to do, you know, run and exercise and do yoga and things regularly. Because when you stop doing that kind of stuff too, I always, I'll always notice, you know, it's like a big yeah. circle. I'm like, oh wait, I haven't worked out in like a week. I haven't like, I've been eating like crackers because I'm writing this class or whatever. So mm-hmm. first and foremost, take care, taking care of your body is and important.
1: I also <laughs> find it's like humorous that like those, like at least for me, it has like such a positive impact on my well-being when Mm -hmm. I'm being, like, disciplined with it. But when things get busy, it tends to be, like, the first thing you chop off.
0: Absolutely. And it's funny, because you're like, well, I don't have time for that, really? You don't have 30 minutes, Elena? Yes, you do. Like, quit making excuses, you Mm -hmm. know? But it's, you know, that's what we do as humans. We we make excuses, and we self-sabotage, and the list goes on and on. But, yeah, so I definitely try to stay on top of that kind of thing, like, really having those routines of, you know, health and fitness and all of that, but I do have a really amazing community, um, friends that we've kind of come up together, grown up together in this industry, and I can send one of them a text and just be like, please remind me that I'm not going to go broke tomorrow. Because, I mean, just, or whatever it is I'm feeling, Mm -hmm. please remind me that, like, people actually care what I have to say or that I'm actually helping people. And they will. And then they're going to send me one later that's, like, you know, in a month that's, like, oh, my God, I feel so inadequate. Please tell me that this is. And so it's really nice to have that that peer group. We all need it. Nobody can do it alone, you know.
1: No, and I think it's. I think it's, like, challenging because in a lot of ways, like, back in the day, like, you needed a community around you, like, simply to produce, like, work and, like, to publish work. Like, that there would be a lot of people involved in that process, but now it's, you don't need that. Like, you can be creating alone and, like, publishing out to an audience alone. Absolutely. Um, So then how do you, like, what would be your advice on for people who maybe don't have that community and are like looking for it like how do you establish a community like that or find it
0: yeah and you know especially someone who is starting with a lot of um self-doubt you're almost afraid to tell people that you're a photographer or whatever creative you are but that's you know what we're talking about primarily and so it's like how do I reach out if I don't even want to tell anyone I'm a photographer yet right so I would say get involved first online so forums are great um Facebook groups are incredible for that And start be and be active there. You get what you put in, like like with all things in life, right? I mean, you're gonna get back what you what you give. So start sharing and posting and um, make real connections. And then when you're ready, when you feel brave enough, come to an in-person event. Come to a conference. Go. Uh, to a workshop, you know, um, to go to a meetup. When you get in Facebook groups, they have people have meetups all the time. Be brave, go meet someone. Uh, my best closest friends, there's three of them, they're here at this conference right now. We all met online. Even the friend that lives 20 blocks away from me, who now I see all the time in person, we met in San Antonio when we actually like lived in Seattle at a conference, and now I couldn't live without those girls. You know, it's been nearly a decade, so. Um, you know, do it. But it's, it takes bravery to do that for sure.
1: And how, like, what would be your advice on being like a good, a good member of a community? So to make sure that you're like bringing value into that community and not just, not just taking, yeah,
0: not just lurking. That's such a good question. I love that. Um, I would say that, just, you know, actively contributing. And even if it's... So I think that a lot of people, when they're in that inadequate... Space in their brain that like they feel like they don't have anything to give, just commenting on something that you see pop up. So uh, I have a really active uh, Facebook community that I'm so proud of because it's so, so positive. Everyone in there is amazing to each other, and like when somebody shares a session, even if you just say like, "Wow, that's really beautiful," like you're gonna start, you know, coming up on people's radar or just feel more comfortable contributing. Um, when people do like an Instagram share, go follow some of them, give them that love that they need to grow their business, like collaborative business development is uh, or cooperative business development is like the way the world turns you know so do that or uh, start and then start actually posting stuff and just see what happens nobody's going to throw tomatoes at you because you're not good enough It's you're going to be accepted you know um, and then it's then from there it's join do something in person because mm-hmm. that is what we all actually need is human contact you know we're all looking for it we're devoid of it right now because of the social media time so
1: yeah and so I have in the past well i still do like really struggle with like technology um and social media specifically but i'm trying to like shift my mindset around it where like it's just a tool and if you're being mindful with it like you can actually be using it as a tool to like steward meaningful connection to
0: impact you know like think about what what is your message that you, that you want to share? Even if it's just with your 50 family members that follow you, you know. But this it's a really cool way to make a positive impact on the mm-hmm. world, and and it, you can curate your feed. Like everyone always, like when someone's complaining about what's hap- showing up on their Facebook, I'm like, well, you're following those people. So obviously, ads are different, but your yeah. ads are also coming based on what you're. Those algorithms are smart, you know, based on what you're like looking for. So give what you want to get. So make an impact, like impact your community, you
1: know,
0: use it for a positive.
1: Yeah. And I think also just using them like when you're grounded and in a good space and you're being mindful with it instead of like squinty diet at three o'clock in the morning, clicking on Uh, whatever. And then it's like, you're just going to end up getting more of that content.
0: Yeah. So a a rule that when I'm feeling really disconnected from my work or from life which you know happens to us all i feel like out of alignment i try to say this is like the mantra is create before you consume and i try mm-hmm. to i try to say that to my children as well like i'm like before you get on your video games you only do them on the weekends i'm like let's create something first like you know whatever that means maybe it is writing something in it for me it could be writing my own instagram post or it could be writing a blog post or it can be editing one of my pictures myself because i don't do that anymore so i'm a little bit disconnected from it or whatever create something could be writing an email for me that's very creative when i write my emails to my list like i feel like i'm like mm-hmm. giving them my heart and soul and then when you go consume you're not going from that place of like filling an empty cup you already like put something into the world so it's a little bit of like super simple thing but it can kind of change you a little bit yeah and right.
1: then, i think we I want to apply that. If I'm getting a tattoo, it might be that, yeah, you know, a back piece. <laughs> nice. Uh, <laughs> Let
0: me know. take a picture of it. I, I would love old, it. Old
1: English font. <laughs> no, but it's true cuz I think it's like we just like we don't think about it and then we're just reacting to the world and then we're like not allowing ourselves to have space for deep thought to like actually yeah. make things happen.
0: Absolutely. And we're so disconnected. I think it's why why I love my style of work so much but because I'm like trying to bring back that connection we're just disconnected right now you Mm -hmm. know from everything and so try to connect connections important to me
1: (laughs) and then what are you like hoping to do with this upcoming year and with everything that's in the works for you
0: yeah, so my my mission for the year, I did do try to kind of think about that is just is to have a bigger impact on that person that I know that I'm speaking to. And when I say that person, there's many, 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 many versions of that person. Mm-hmm. And I want to reach more in and and feel like I can help them change their lives for the better. And I think that what's cool for me was that it was photography that helped me do that. And so I can show these people who i know are doing the same thing that like photography can actually change your life it can make bring bring you more money it can bring you more satisfaction in your job it can bring you that creative outlet that you needed um and then you can do it your way on your own terms so i'm kind of trying to Mm -hmm. make a bigger impact with that
1: yeah there's something like in terms of impact that you saw said a while back around just like like even if it's just like you're posting to, like, your 50 family members or something like that. Like, I think often, like, we kind of get into this headspace where we need to have, like, a huge impact. We need to, like, be affecting gigantic amounts of people. Like, mm-hmm. look over the fact that we can have, like, incredible, like, meaning impact on, like, one-to-one or, like, our small micro corner oh, yeah. of the world.
0: Micro yeah. Micro-influencing. Th- when, I, when I talk about this to, like... You know, people that are teaching about social media and they're like, well, I only have 200 followers. Is it worth using Instagram? I'm like, well, okay. So imagine if you were, you, know, you opened up a restaurant and you had two people sitting that, that were like, we want to eat here. This is what, m- menu looks amazing. The ambiance is great. They sit down and instead of giving them really great service, you're on the street corner trying to bring in more people. Well, they are going to be pissed because you just ignored them and you gave them a terrible experience and they feel neglected and they're never going to tell anyone else about it. They're never going to like spread the word. You give the people who have already signed up really good service, more are going to come naturally. And that is exactly how content marketing works. If you really serve the people who have already showed up, even if it's your mom, you know, you're going to get the right feedback and it's going to grow organically you have to serve the people who have already signed up and in a photography business you don't need a giant following you only need a full-time photographer has 50 to 200 shoots a year if you're family and newborn that's not that many people in the grand scheme of how many people live in each city you know yeah numbers are vanity
1: yeah they are yeah it's like biceps in a fist fight but like i really (laughs) like enjoyed that analogy because it i think it hits it right on the head it's a lot of people get caught in this trap of I need like a larger following and like once I have a million followers then I can start making money from my craft and yeah. it, it really seems like an actuality like the more that I talk to creatives and photographers that yeah it's the other way around is that like if you're truly serving your people and like finding out who those people are like that's where it starts and it slowly ripples it does. out from there
0: and you, you're you just you're giving what they want they already signed up you're giving them what they want you're giving them more of what they want and then you know when we get technical about it algorithms start noticing you because they're engaging mm-hmm. and you're giving relevant content and then it grows organically it really does
1: yeah I think it's just though like people end up creating work aimed at like pleasing the robotic overlords and like forget that there's humans on the other yep. end of that and we need to be keeping that in mind
0: absolutely yeah connection you want to bring bring back that connection how can you do that with your platforms how can mm-hmm. you make a positive impact and actually really serve the people that your work that you're talking to and even if it's not something you're gonna you're making money on like you know Still think about it like that. Like're all it's, we're in this weird time, which is a beautiful time, where every single human on the planet has a platform, where it used to be that you that was not the case, right? You had to like pay for ads or be famous or whatever. Well, you know now literally anyone can stand on a platform and say what they want to say, which is why literally everyone does. But it's like, what what can you do with that that's mm-hmm. positive? You know, how can you impact this world and leave, a, leave it better? with that.
1: And what would be your advice for somebody on like how to use their platform in like a positive way that's moving them towards their goals?
0: Ah, such a good question. You have good questions, Bryce. Thanks. I think that what I would advise someone to do is think about what their goals are first and foremost. You need some people don't even know what their goals are, you know, mm-hmm. define them. Like what do you want out of whatever platform it is that you're trying to use? Is this to get more clients? Is this to reach a certain income number? Is this to whatever, you know? And then try to tie that into why you started in the first place. Like really get in touch with the why. Why are you even doing this? And if that doesn't matter to you anymore, then let's get that under control and figure out why you want the things that you think you want. And then serve that community with relevant content that is going to be you know, a point of connection. So think about who you're speaking to because you can't speak to everybody. Mm-hmm. Think about who your demographic is that you're speaking to and how you can serve them in whatever way that is that you're trying to serve them because then your goals are going to automatically get reached because people are showing up they're showing up for what you have to give to them. That's what we're all doing. All anyone who's starting a business or marketing or creating content, photographers, musicians, artists, we're really solving problems with what we what we have. Yeah. You know, we're whether that, I mean, a painter is solving somebody's problem of loneliness maybe. Maybe somebody feels less lonely with a beautiful piece of painting of, of art in their house mm-hmm. or maybe they feel, you know, that they're it's bright, it, they're bringing life to that room, whatever. You're you're really solving a problem no matter what. So, do it with meaning.
1: <laughs> so, is that like what?
0: I feel like I'm all over the place, by the no, way. No, no, Welcome to my it. life this, this is like, of interview yeah, process. No, these
1: are the best type of conversations. Um,
0: <laughs> Sorry if I'm confusing you guys. <laughs>
1: no. Fuck them. uh Kidding. Phil, edit that up. Uh, edit, edit, edit. <laughs> so, so is it like edited? the connection aspect that's really. Influencing your work and drawing it forward, because like throughout this conversation, like we've gone, like, all kinds of places, but like it's like the connection aspect keeps getting brought up.
0: Yeah, that's actually the name of my education platform, the connection. Because, yes, that is if any, if you asked me, what my mission, my value is, overall for anything that I do in life, it's connection Mm -hmm. with my partner. You know, my boyfriend, it's about connecting. When I don't feel connected to him, I feel like we need to figure that out. With my kids, when I feel like I'm losing connection with one of them, I mean, you do. Like, it's your relationship with your human counterparts, you know, can go in and out. I'm like, all right, I'm not connected with her right now. I'm gonna go and spend some extra time and make sure I'm connecting with her. Mm -hmm. And with business, it's exactly the same. If I feel like I'm disconnected from my work, then I know that people who are looking at it are gonna feel disconnected. Because you gotta feel something when you create it if you want someone else to feel it when they're looking at it, I really believe that. So um, staying connected to it, making sure that it is an extension of my, of who I am as an Mm -hmm. artist and who I am as a person. And then with my marketing and my education, I'm making sure that I'm staying grounded and connected to why I'm trying to help these people and um, helping them connect to who they are as artists and helping them connect to the person that they can serve with their art. And then hopefully helping them to inspire others to do it Mm -hmm. later. Because there's plenty of business for all of us, let me tell you. like There is no lack. Anyone who thinks that competition matters they gotta think again like there is a there is a person who wants your art I promise
1: yeah like that for me that shift from being like I guess like a limited mindset to a mindset Mm -hmm. of abundance has like really changed a lot of things for me yeah Um, but we've come down on our time so I'm gonna ask one last question yeah so if somebody is like on the fence about joining like one of your workshops like what would you tell them like what would be
0: yeah, I would tell them, I would tell them to to, to do some of my free stuff first, for sure. Because I have, I and whenever I start one of my free webinars, I say I'm doing this because I don't ever want you to spend money on something that isn't actually what you need for your business right now. And because, um, God, I remember when I was first starting, like joining a $25 a month membership felt expensive because we were so strapped mm-hmm. for cash. <laughs> um, and that was just the season of life we were in, you know. So I have a lot of free options for them to think about it. And then I would say, make sure that you connect, here I am again, with me as an educator. Like, I may not be your girl. You may not, you may think that what I'm saying is too, you know, touchy-feely and woo-boo and you need someone who's a more technical educator. Go find that person, because they're there. If you want to learn about how to use lighting and all the rules of photography, good for you. I'm not going to be the person that teaches you that. That's not how I do it. So just making sure that you connect with me as a person. And if you do, you're going to love everything I got. Because... Mm-hmm. I'm speaking right to you.
1: (laughs) Thank you for taking the time.
0: You're welcome. This has been so fun.
1: Drop me a line and let me know your takeaways from this episode. Sound mixing and music by Phil Creamer. Broadcasting out from the Image Salon studio in Montreal, Quebec.